From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in On Beat, Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. This week, we're back to the drawing board for another nice thinking. One of your nice hosts, or a nice guest, brings an idea into the clubhouse to workshop on the air. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. Steven, this one's yours. It is, yes. It's been a little while. I'm excited about it because it's a it's a revisit as well. Yes. Mm. Um. I, I can't. It's not going to be as hype as Sledgehammer Bright. I'm sorry, but nothing can reach that no. <laughs> that level. We just set the bar too high. Yeah. Peak, peak hype. Peak hype. Yeah. Peak hype, yes. Um. So we we're gonna go on a rant about player press first, right? Yeah. yeah I put that on the on the agenda because it's really important to me at the yeah. moment. Um. <laughs> So Unity developers may or may not be familiar with a thing called player prefs, which is a a simple way to store persistent data yep. um, in Unity. And it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a bodge. And a bodge? Yeah. You never heard that word? No, I love it. A bodge. Everybody <laughs> say it out loud. A bodge? Bodge. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's a bodge. I kind of know what that means, even though I've never heard the word before. That's kind of the onomatopoeic nature of it <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, so player prefs is a, a simple way to store data without you having to write any sort of data management yep. or whatever. Yep. And uh, indie developers have leaned on it um, because yeah. like a lot of tools in Unity that are like half-baked, uh, it's really easy to start using it and really hard to use anything else. Mm-hmm. And I kind of recommends it too a lot of the time. Well, they've stopped recommending. It, oh, okay. But you know, all those old documents are still out there. Yeah, right? a lot yeah. like a lot of Unity things. So mm-hmm. this is a general Unity rant, perhaps. Yeah. But I'm dealing with it right now because I'm I'm trying to convert um, some some code written for player prefs mm-hmm. to use a new system that I'm building. Yeah. And I need to replicate the API of player prefs. Yeah. It's very annoying. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, particularly the the rewired control mapper. Mm. Um, for people who use rewired, which is a really great, fantastic input library for Unity yeah. uh, for configuring input. It has a, it comes with, out of the box, comes with a, 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 a remapper that you can provide to your players so they can remap all your controls. It needs a little bit of... Uh, love to make it look and, and integrate with your game pretty well, mm-hmm. but it does. It's a lot of it does a lot of work for you, um, but it also ships with a a, a data model and then a, a, f- a framework where you can expand it to store the data however you like. Oh. But it includes one for pr- player prefs. Oh, and so most people who use it use that. Right, and right. I've been trying to sort of reverse engineer it. I'm just having. And this is really just a no point rant. <laughs> That's totally fine. It's, I've had issues with player prefs myself, specifically because like because it's such an easy thing to do. If you want to start porting it to other consoles stuff, they have their own methods of saving. Um, and I don't think player prefs works for that. So, um, in recent versions of some things, it it does. Yeah, but okay. they're not going to trick me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fall it. for it, Mark. Yeah. I, I one thing that's very annoying is on Windows, it's uh, player prefs is stored in the registry. Oh. Um, which is just it's a it's a it's a database on your computer with a lot of settings that yeah. can get corrupted. You can browse it with regedit and it's dangerous to do so because mm. you can really change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's a relic of how Windows has been built for a long time. It's not as bad as some people will say it is, but you should not use it for stuff like this. Mm, yeah. Um, especially as a developer. You you probably and you may not even know how to find this, but you probably have tons of data floating around in your Windows registry that's just doing nothing. It's not yeah. hurting you or anything, not yeah. slowing down your computer or anything like that. But it's messy mm. um, and very annoying. And if you ever happen to be, uh, if you like work on a template project and you save some data, and then you finally give it a name. And then you ship that project and you work on a new template project. And you just happen to use the same yeah. template name or like thing. And you, you'll actually start loading in like old oh, data yeah. from forever ago. If you happen to use the same names for stuff, mm-hmm. it's just the possibility of that is just bonkers. And, yeah. and the registry is not easily browsable by design. Mm-hmm. Not, you don't just go into it, but it's this, it's a really simple way to store data on windows without knowing anything about the file system or how, you know, where user folders are or whatever. Right. And so, yeah, it's a very, it's a, not a good bodge, but <laughs> so part of the day is. But I think the lesson is, if I have one, mm. is that uh, um, you got to spend more time researching than you want to yeah. when you start building systems. Unity is sort of famous for this, where they have like three ways of doing a thing, mm-hmm. and you don't know which one's the current way, and you don't know which one's the new way. So that it, should you wait, or should you 
you know, the w- the way that everyone is using is on the way out, but yeah. it'll remain supported for years to come. But so yeah. you should use that or should use the new one mm. that they announced on stage a year ago. But that one doesn't look ready and it won't yeah. be for three years. <laughs> like uh, that's a unity thing. Yeah. But um, you do have to sort of immerse yourself in this stuff because, uh, like, if you put it off, it gets worse. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can attest to that. Uh, having worked in Game Maker for long enough now, I realize that a lot of the stuff I said in that episode when we were talking about Game Maker <laughs> is, <laughs> isn't good advice. It's not <laughs> terrible advice, but uh, maybe look in the documentation more than I did. <laughs> This, this this whole podcast is just a project for Stephen to learn how to read and write documentation. <laughs> it's been almost six years. The value of notes. I'm still not there. Oh, gosh. When you finally get there, we'll just collect all those episodes into one little one little <laughs> block. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, that's hilarious. Stephen's journey. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, yeah. I've been playing a couple things. Um, I'm, I'm still playing uh, Agent Intercept. Ah, yeah. And I also picked up uh, Banner Saga. Oh. So I've been playing them both on the Steam Deck. Okay. Um, when I'm feeling like action yeah. and adrenaline, I play. You finally got some quality time. You ripped it away from your husband. You <laughs> yep. It's, Steam Deck, it's yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's got a new mechanical keyboard with all the fancy lights. So I think he's got a, He's got his new toy for He'll a bit. distracted for a while. Exactly. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. He's enjoying that. And he's playing. Uh, he's picked up Wild Classic. Um a couple oh. times in the past and like gone to it and then left it and gone to it. So he picked it up again to do the Wrath of the Lich King okay. release. Um, and that means I get the Steam Deck. No, nice. no competition. Um, but yeah, then I've been also playing on mobile <laughs> a cute little game called Flappy Dragon. Mm-hmm. You can guess what it, it's about. You flap. <laughs> you're a dragon and you're flapping. Yeah. And uh, it's actually, it's pretty relaxing. Yeah. So okay. even when you, you know, hit a tower and you poof, it's like, a relaxing poof. That's interesting because Flappy Bird is famously immediately annoying. Yes. <laughs> when you play that game, it's mm-hmm. like it, you you can't believe it's this hard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you stick with it longer than you have any, any right to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not like that. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think that one of the things that could make Flappy Bird classic, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, frustrating is it's just that it, there's no variation right yeah, like yeah. it's just the it's just this thing and you are either good at it or you're not and you either get better at it or you don't mm-hmm. and when you're done you just start again yeah. yeah um but with flappy dragon they've built in some really interesting additional mechanics that make it more rewarding hmm. you know i wouldn't say it's like a game that will be loads of fun for hours at a time you yeah. know it's not one of those kinds of games but if you're taking a break at work you can you know pop out flappy dragon and Flap around a little bit, feel cool because you're a dragon. Mm-hmm. Hit one of those power ups, and now you're a fire breathing dragon. Yeah, ooh. like that's pretty cool. That is cool. And then they have a bunch of like a hundred some dragons that you can collect. Of course, you know, there's obviously there's collection. Some of the game, there's gonna be collection. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not that's not true for everything, but true for that. And uh, each of the dragons that you can hatch has slightly different, like slightly different movement. You say slightly different. Well, some of them are really different because uh-huh. like. Some of them, you know, it's flappy, right? You tap, you flap. You tap, you flap. But some of them, you hold and you release, you flap. Oh, okay. Totally oh, so mixes it up. This game kind of sounds like, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that game? My brother, Jetpack Joyride. That's what it is. Mm. Um, and you could pick up random power ups, and it would change how your controls work. But ultimately, you just kind of like tap or hold. Yeah. Um. So it sounds like that. Yeah. Oh, that's actually interesting. Yeah, Jetpack Joyride was a huge hit when it came. It was it? It also heralded a a a new type. It wasn't the first of its genre, yeah. but. It was a, 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 it carried the banner for that. But then mm-hmm. I, I don't think of Flappy Bird as really similar at all. But there's, they have a lot of the same mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I could see you just add a, add a couple things to Flappy Bird and then the experience becomes way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's about being overwhelmed with stuff. Yeah. It's, it's still not, a simple game. It's a simple game, but it's, it's fun and you're dragging. Okay. Cool. So that's neat. Yeah. I find it relaxing, I guess. Yeah. Which I guess is weird. Yeah. Um, is bodge always a noun? <laughs> um, no, you can bodge something. Okay, to bodge. You could bodge together a bodge. I have like. bodged. I will bodge. Uh-huh. He has bodged. <laughs> it all sounds right to me. Okay. <laughs> you, can, you can also, one can also be a bodge. Uh, I, I imagine. 
I don't. I'm not an authority on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are compared to other people in this room. I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll look it up. I guess. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> nice games. <laughs> Ellen's obsessed now. <laughs> Nicegames.club/slash/discord. Show us how you can use the word bodge. <laughs> I, well, I imagine for odd, our audience, it's probably a very familiar feeling. Yeah. Once they look it up and find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Mark, you've been playing Mario and Rabbids. I have been playing Mario and Rabbids, mm-hmm. and uh, like with the first game, despite the Rabbids, it's very good. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> it's a tactics game, and what's interesting about it is it's not grid based, right? Yeah, um, which is new new for that series, and not altogether that common for tactics games. Mm-hmm. Not unheard of, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not an expert in the genre, even though I really like it. I've come to like it, mm-hmm. um, but it. When I saw previews for it, I was like, oh, but the, I really like calculating my, like I could move seven tiles and the, I knew how many the enemy could move. And yeah. That felt like I could put that all in my head. Right. So having just a, um, an, an open, like non-grid system mm-hmm. where, where you, you just walk around until you're ready to plant your feet and do an action yeah. within a zone, like that felt like, like oh, that's not going to be fun at all. It's mm. going to be, it's going to be finicky. Yeah. Um, it's going to be edge cases and stuff. Not not the case at all. Oh, um, it it just completely changes. I, I was thinking it, that it was that that was the only change, mm. and I guess I can't describe it too in too much detail because there's a lot that's that is very similar in this in this sequel. Okay, but um, I mean I don't know. It's getting great reviews, so it doesn't need any help from me. Okay, um, but I was very skeptical. I was like, oh, the people must be just like really into like hardcore tactics games or something. If, mm. if they, everyone loves this thing, yeah. well, I like the first one. I'll give it a try. But um, I was really an elegant implementation of what could have been a really messy system. Oh wow! Um, so I'm pretty pleased with it. That's and impressive. What's interesting about tactics games is the order in which you do things mm-hmm. is always you always. Um, you always trip yourself up. Like no matter how mu- how many ex- hours in XCOM you do, yeah. you always do things in the wrong order sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, is it enough to restart this level? Or should I just deal with this mistake mm-hmm. or what? And it's like, it's that kind of uh, constant uh, sizzle where you keep forgetting the thing you told yourself to remember three minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, this game actually solves a little bit of that oh. because of this open system. Mm. So you have like two action points and you can spend them on any of the things you can do, shoot, you know, use your abilities or little special uh, uh, bonus buddies you get, which are very cute. Yeah. Um, and then, but moving around is essentially you can move as much as you want. Mm. And then once you fire, you can't move anymore. Oh. But you can do anything else and your other actions. Oh. And so it it has a kind of like, you can kind of do things however you want. Yeah. And then, uh, and some effect, some effects you have depend on where you're standing, mm-hmm. but you can you can go there when you're ready to do the thing. Okay. So it's it, there still are times where you do things in the wrong order, but it it happens way less, mm. and and it's because of the way they've decided to implement this sort of open thing where it's not you're not moving a cursor to to plan your move. Yeah. You're actually just walking around. Okay. Um, I like, like that. Freely, it's yeah. it's quite good, and I was really very impressed by all the things I thought would make it a little bit harder to get into. Mm-hmm because of the what else it brought to it and the way they leveraged it made it really more interesting yeah um uh and solved a lot of the problems the first game had which i didn't really consider problems mm. i figured they were just endemic to the genre yeah mm. um so i'm very very impressed cool like, with my designer hat on like yeah oh, okay it's very cool that's interesting because like uh I, I don't play many tactics games either but uh, one i really played was a uh, uh, divinity original sin mm-hmm. one or two or one whichever one it was um and there was a lot of like fiddly hits where you you know had a specific range in which you can walk and a specific range in which this attack reached and there are a lot of times where i'd be like try to eke my way in just like get (laughs) just enough range so i can hit this one thing and it was annoying um so it's nice that you could uh the idea that you could just walk around in the space and you don't have any limit until you actually do something yeah i think that's really cool yeah and that that thing about like just being just so close to something yeah i was worried about that too Mm -hmm. but it's very generous with like when when your your boundary is up against a wall it'll extend out a little bit to snap to that wall oh. and so it's about as generous it's a little more generous than you'd expect it to be okay so there aren't a ton of situations where you feel like you're just close enough but can't get it yeah and the, and the times where you are it like makes sense okay so you're not like it doesn't frustrate you yeah that's cool um the way it being one tile away right can frustrate you yeah whereas being like you know half a meter away at a tiny representation mm. you're kind of okay with that so, mm. suddenly okay so very counterintuitive the way i, I sort of took to it cool Maybe I'll check this one out. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't check out the first one. 
but like I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming that the lore is not so great that I can do that. I can't just skip to the second one. No, in the first one, it's like, oh no, rabbits are here. Uh, whoa. whoa. And in the second one, it's like, rabbits are still here and they're still annoying. <laughs> and like that's, and that's not, that's not like my value judgment. Like that is the lore of rabbits. Uh, they are annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In that all is. contexts, mm-hmm. that's what they are. That and so the uh, they've just been like hanging out in the Mushroom Kingdom and then a new thing shows up. Oh, so okay. Yeah, you don't need to know anything. All right, cool. <laughs> well, that's good to know if I want to jump into it. Yep. Um, I don't have any games because I don't play games anymore because I'm a game developer. Mm. <laughs> no, I just don't have anything fun to bring to the meta. So yeah. let's go to my topic instead. I was going to say, you brought the topic. I you're, did. You're covered. I did. Um. Okay, so. Listeners of the show have heard me talk about Rhythm Rumble many times in the past. Um, and then there was a period of time when I stopped, but that's because I left the job and I wasn't working on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to I want to come back to it at some point. Yep. I would like to um, do better by this game idea I've had for the longest time. Um, and the idea of the, the core idea of what I had with Rhythm Rumble specifically was, you know, it's a rhythm fighting game, but what I wanted it to be was like sort of an easy way for people who are interested in fighting games but are um scared off by a lot of the the complicated aspects of fighting games mm-hmm. um to be able to like use their good rhythm skills to to see to succeed um and um I also wanted it to you know I also wanted it to have that rhythm aspect in it and I tried to combine them in ways that I think my first iteration of Ritter Rumble was it wasn't very successful. I think I made it too simple and not rhythmic enough. Mm. Um, strangely enough, because uh, I think what 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 I did with what I did with the first time is I kind of changed it so that instead of you having to do actions on the beat, there was like half and quarter beats and stuff. Part of that was just so I can have more like range of like frame data for attacks. Yeah, which I think if you're trying to be um, less you know stringent about that stuff, which is what I was trying to do, I feel like it's counterintuitive to add the extra frame data like that into yeah. the game. Um, in addition to that, like because I'm doing things in quarter beats and stuff, or it's not quarter beats. It's like, I guess if they're quarter beats, it's like 16th beats, something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I split it up a lot. <laughs> Instead of just on the beat. Um, because I'm, because I was doing it that way. Like it's harder to be on rhythm as a result. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of struggle just getting, um, making, tuning the, the the sensitivity to make it so it felt like you were, when you were doing actions on beat, you were actually doing actions on beat or the game would recognize that. And when you were doing actions off beat, it felt like it was an intention from the player and not, um, or an accident by the player, but the player could understand that they were making the mistake and not uh, the game thinking you were wrong. Um, so I wanted to bring this to, to nice thinking uh, to see if there are ways that I can improve the design of Rhythm Rumble to make it more like the idea I had originally had for it. Um, so I, I ask humbly. Um, well, I've got some thoughts maybe left over from okay. when you were working on it. Oh, sure. I only got to play test it, I think, twice. Okay. And, I, and, and you'd made changes since then. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know how relevant this still is. But I think the thing that was most difficult about the game, about picking up the game, yeah. was that performing actions on the beat is simple enough. Yes. But you're not motivated to do it. Okay. Because like there's no there's no note track. There's no because you're not it's not like a normal rhythm game. Right. Essentially you're asking people not to play music. You're asking them to be metronomes. Yeah. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably the first place I'd start. Okay. Is to think about how to make those things feel more like like the rhythm of music and not the rhythm of a quantized drum machine. Sure. And so the, I think the first thought I'd have was it'd be a one button game. Mm. And in, so instead of a quarter circle plus high punch and low kick or whatever, yeah. you, you do duh, 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 and that's a fireball. Okay. Oh, right. And so you, so the player can, they're not being, they're not being forced to do rhythms that it's in front of them. They yeah. are, they can, they can do, play a, 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 do a thing whenever they want. Yeah. And then, you know, what they can still be, um, 
in uh, sort of tied to the the environment, mm-hmm. whereas the 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 standard the BPM of the stage yeah. can change. Yes, but the, but you're still your your rhythms need to be need to match that. Okay, but, but the patterns could be your arsenal. Oh, that's interesting. I never really considered the patterns, the the actions you input it to be yeah. your inputs effectively. Um, so like your dragon punches, da 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 da, or something. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, huh? Yeah. Wow, I would never have thought of that. That's cool. Um, the way we, the way that I uh tried to make it more rhythmic and try to encourage people to try to be on beat, I guess, is that there was like a rhythm. There was it a rhythm combo? I can't remember beat combo or something like that, where every time you did an action on beat, you would accumulate more points towards your super meter, and then you could do super moves. Yeah. Or enhance your abilities. Um. The, the games, the actual actions you could do, you only really, every character basically had like three actions, like mm-hmm. in total. Um, and I would like to expand that, I think. Right. That they, was a result of like, it was still early, early days for the development of the game. No, I mean, we were well, we, I had developed like all of the characters at this point and they all just had three uh, attacks. Oh, that, that was an intention. It was an intention. Oh, okay. Right. I thought maybe it was like a prototype thinking. We were just trying to get some things. Like, it, like, initially, was it was a prototype it. thinking, but I think part of the reason why I did that was because I wanted to make it simple. Yeah. The other reason why I wanted to do that is because uh, we had limited amount of uh, animation available. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it was easier to just make less attacks. So yeah. that we didn't have to animate as many things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that game, I think that made it very simple as a result. Um, so I'm I'm interested in this 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 uh, rhythm inputting system. I think that it might be kind of difficult for people who, well, maybe not. I don't know. It's worth experimenting yeah. with, anyways. Um, but like, I think that's a cool idea where you could just press the button really well, um, rhythmically, and you get cool inputs. Um, yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, like, if I were to do it, I think mm-hmm. core to that was that it would be you could you'd have the joystick, but you'd only have one button yeah for for these inputs so okay. to sort of like um ground the player in this thinking yeah i i think it would be interesting and because you know one of the things about fighting games is how quickly you have to produce all these these moves right and, and do these button inputs and that's one of the things uh you've been watching the sakurai youtube channel right mm-hmm. um he talked about his his inspiration for smash brothers being that in the 90s that be- was becoming a problem. Yeah. That, all this memorization of these things. And so for a game like this, in order to get some uh, a diversity of inputs, you'd have to have a couple of them be kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And that actually can service the game you want to make. That's which is a little easier yeah. for players, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting you bring up that video because like once that video came up, a, a lot of people in the fighting game community were like, what are you talking about, Sakurai? And it's a whole, <laughs> it was a whole debate. <laughs> how, how dare you say the thing I care about is a problem. <laughs> Yeah, beyond the scope of this conversation, but yeah, <laughs> I know I, I I kind of agree with soccer anyway. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that'd be a method of balance too, right? Like the 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 amount of time it takes for you to do inputs, um, determines how quickly the attack can come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it's so set based off of that, huh? I guess you could have some attacks like be pre- relatively instant, but you'd have to there'd have to be some method in which you could detect those in those that rhythmic inputting coming out oh that's fascinating yeah there, there could be feedback so you could see the player you could see the other player mm-hmm. um kind of glow or pulse or, or animate in some way when they press buttons yeah so that's the way to for tells yeah as well yeah um and then you can have it, it can interact with all sorts of effects so you can you can you can like as you you're the other player is in the middle of a of a move mm-hmm. you can activate your super which is to slow the tempo down by half yeah it well they're in the middle of their thing yeah and then they have to keep if they could finish their move their move if they switch rid- the bpm yeah correctly. yeah yeah mm-hmm. right so there's there's room for mastery as yeah. well oh totally okay so this, yes ooh, yeah okay so i i've been pondering things too i guess i want to i want to like distill the challenges you were having in the original like execution, their most recent execution into like a single sentence. And it sounds like it the issue that you were having is that it wasn't rhythmic enough, but it was like too fast. Is that um it was both not rhythmic enough and too simple. Okay. Um I there wasn't enough for me to play off of with with the designs. Like I I, yeah, I, yeah. I think I got a lot of the different unique characters out of it. Mm-hmm. Um out of the system that I built. Um, but due to the, like, because I, I think because there were like 
two concepts basically and they were kind of at odds with one another i want it to be rhythmic but i want it to be a fighting game mm-hmm. and i want them to i want them to blend in a way that makes the fighting game more approachable and the rhythm game more exciting i yeah. guess or yeah. more um yeah i guess i can't come up with another like word dynamic i guess dynamic yeah yeah dynamic. yeah okay yeah because with most with most rhythm games you just like follow the rhythm on the screen yeah yeah, yeah. um but this way you can like you play with the game yeah um, in a way that is kind of unique it, I, I guess I, i'm the way you're describing how this system could work is reminding me of rapper the rapper um <laughs> where like the, <laughs> the game like encourages you or initially you basically are supposed to just like follow the rhythm and you'll you'll get through the level and whatever but if you want to get a good score you have to do your own you have to improv you have to like rap actually rap um, based off of how the game interprets a good rap, which <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it does a great job of that. But it's it's cool that like I mean, it was it. the late nineties. <laughs> good point. Tastes have changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, men, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly that. Um, and so, um, but like you know, the 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 system encouraged you to um, explore that more if you wanted to get better at it and get a higher score. Right. Um, and so, like, I would like this that kind of blend to work similarly with this game where you uh you know you can start out with just doing basic inputs and not necessarily being super great at the fighting game aspect of it but if you want to improve in the fighting game aspect outside of just or you can use your skill in rhythm games to better um acclimate to a fighting game situation Mm -hmm. yeah that was not one sentence. You were asking for one sentence. No, but it helped though, because right, because okay. like, what you you know, I mean, I'm thinking about your standard with the game, right? Like, the, here's here's your challenge, the song, yeah, here are the and the moves, and your challenge is execute as well as you can, perfectly if you can, yeah. And if you can execute this perfectly, then you amp up the difficulty, and now you have diagonal slashes that you've got to do, you yeah. know, like yep, yep. that kind of thing. But it's still the challenge is like perfection of execution right what it sounds like you want to add in is an element of creativity mm-hmm. um on top of that like execution I've, yeah that is okay. an aspect of it yeah 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 that's the rhythm games have had that as a challenge for a long time right mm-hmm. one of the the things about a great a great chart in a rhythm game and like a, a rock band or guitar hero yeah is that it has a kind of a um an ebb and flow it has pacing yeah and um i mean that's one thing but the other thing that is that that rhythm games have tried to do is give you like a big stretch of like do whatever you want yeah you know and and, and of course it, <laughs> like in rock band i think if you like just hit a bunch of buttons it'll like play a pre-recorded riff yeah. so you sound cool yeah or like there's or, or like the I think of the drum fills in rock band just literally play what you play. Uh-huh. And so it's terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's, there's, it's a push and pull of, of rhythm games is about like it's Simon says, mm-hmm. right. But right. that, so it's, it's, it's like definition by definition, not creative. Right. And so they add those little moments in there, but they don't, they always feel a little bit weird. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they didn't really, they didn't really crack that nut. I don't right. think. Well, yeah. um, and so you kind of have to decide if you want the players to have kind of like an open space for them to do things mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, 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 inputs on a rhythm, uh, you know, uh, uh, riffs or whatever, yeah. whenever they want yeah. and build out a song. Or do you want to have them follow instructions and be rewarded for the creative use? Like maybe where they're, maybe, maybe you could have a note chart at the top, mm-hmm. just imagine. And then, but you can move anywhere you want at the stage. Yeah. So when a when a piece comes up that you can get a good hit, you want to be positioned just right. Yeah. So it's like a mix. Yeah. But that also might be too constraining. I was that was know. kind of the direction I was thinking of it because um the way the rhythm rumble in terms of movement the way the rhythm one rumble worked is that like I kind of wanted to remove spacing from the equation in in or the specificness of spacing because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like oh you got to be real precise with your movement so that like. You can hit their toes, but they can't hit your toes. Right, um, and that's not. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. I guess it's it's exciting, but like only if you're like really, really, really in the fighting game. Right, the hit boxes and hurt boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like that's that's always turned me off. It's yeah. like I don't want to. I don't want to study it. Like it's like you know, uh, like a satellite footage. Yeah, exact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, and so uh, I the way I solved that is I just made it so that every position you're like this on a grid basically yeah and so you would move on a grid your attacks are based off of the grid 
um, and they only come out one space or two spaces or three spaces or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to actually enforce a grid. Yeah. You can just uh, have a hit and hurt results mm-hmm. based on a grid. Yeah. You know, so you, you can let the players move freely, but then you don't have to, you can sort of teach them very early on that they don't need to be precise about their movements. Yeah, that's true. I could have done that and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's it's an argument. You could yeah. say that that might not communicate well enough to players mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So it's a it's a challenge the way you do it. Yeah. Um. But the way I was thinking about approaching it this uh, in another iteration was to make it so that the movement was freeform. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. You're not locked to a grid. Um. But like you're locked to the beat of the song. Um. And that's kind of what I was thinking initially. But I I am liking this idea where you like are rhythmic with your button inputs, and that's what come and that controls what comes out. Um, but you still you still end up having to do that with the song, anyways, right? Right. You so, got to you got to start on a beat, yeah, in time with the with the music, yeah. But you don't necessarily you can decide what you want to do, yeah. You know, one of the things that uh was uh frustrating for players early on, uh, which is what I had started with initially, is that like every action had to come out on a beat, yeah. So like when you press a button, um, that button, the action would come out if if it wasn't early enough for the beat. Um, it would come out afterwards mm-hmm. onto the next beat. Um, and people just felt sluggish doing that. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to make it so that whenever you put a button or whenever you do an action offbeat, like your actions are, they come out slower. Um, and people didn't like that because it made them feel sluggish again. Mm-hmm. So then I made it so that when you put an action offbeat, your actions recover slower. And I mean, people still didn't like that because they don't like being told that they're wrong. <laughs> but. <laughs> That was, I think, the best. Iter- that was the most um, enjoyable for. Yeah, uh, I guess one thing I would like to try to avoid is avoid punishing players for being offbeat as best as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still like them to like do actions on beat instead of this weird half beat quarter beat mess that I did before because I think it just made it imprecise in a way that made it more that reduced the, the rhythmic aspect of it, um, you yeah. know, in a way that was annoying. Hmm. Um, yeah. One of the things about playing music is that you have a natural swing. Yes. So you care about, you care about the one and the three, mm-hmm. or you care about the, the one and the next one. Yeah. But you are essentially treat those as like intervals between and they, they can flow a little bit. So yep. if you, if you, so yeah, forcing people to be on, you know, quantized to the, the, the you know, the, the up to the 16th notes mm-hmm. removes a lot of the sort of natural uh, swinginess of, yeah. of even very boring music. Yeah. Has some natural swinginess. Right. right? And, when you, and when you play it, you very much are more focused on the, the, you know, the forest for the trees. And then in the middle, it can kind of, it can work just fine as long as you repeat that pattern. Right. Mm. And so that's how people naturally uh, play music, even people who are not musicians. Yeah. Um, so I, I suspect... Ha- essentially you had a note chart yeah but you didn't show it to players yeah right and so i think it was hard for them to naturally find that beat yeah because you're not naturally inclined gosh to that. yeah this is gonna require a lot more study huh in order for me to get this because i yeah I, I think you're right i mean you you studied music <laughs> so i know you're right um but uh yeah like i think players do like have a natural rhythm so I need to be able to play with that instead of against it. Yeah, um, might be it might be interesting to track it too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have, um, let's say you have a, a a certain action that is duh da 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 da, yeah, something like that, and uh, that is a, well, one measure long, right? Mm-hmm. You could maybe you could maybe calculate the swinginess, and that could change the property of the result. Oh, right. So syncopation stuff like that. That could be, you know, the more I just to talk about it, the more. It sounds like it's not a beginner game anymore. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm. I like. I like this idea that I just came up with <laughs> for it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. I think it doesn't address you, one of your main concerns about it. Yeah, I think it's. It's just uh, doing a different thing. So I think you'd want to not go down too far down that path where it's just, you know, Street Fighter Three, but but with but with a different yeah input a different mechanism. input yeah. mechanism which I would be maybe fun maybe even successful mm. but isn't what you're going for well the way you were describing the inputs too mate reminded me of how people describe certain inputs in, in Street Fighter and such mm-hmm. where like if you need to do a full circle attack like that takes time not yeah. as much I mean it doesn't take a ridiculous amount of time right but it still takes some time and players can play around that idea yeah 
because um, they know that if you're trying to do your super, it's going to take you a little bit of time right. to actually do it. Um, and so your regular buttons will probably beat their super buttons. Um, and what? so like that complication, I think, is still uh, is related to fighting games. But yeah, I think it does add that complication back into the game in a way that I just didn't necessarily want. I think so, it, mm -hmm. I think you want to slow things down. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things about a combo is that they're all executed. Even the long ones right. that you're describing are all executed in less than a second. Right. Yeah. Um, less than half a second usually. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, and so I think you'd want to have them be a lot longer. And the way you could make them not boring is by letting the players move around during it. Mm. Don't make left and right part of the combos ever. Yeah. Right. So you can it, it can be a two beat combo. But you can be going back and forth the whole time, mm -hmm. so that so that it invites players to play, so they can play. They can do it slower, yeah. but they're not. But the game isn't slower. Yeah. Right. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. Even the fact that you're doing inputs while you're getting comboed is something, I guess. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, Dale. She's so cool. She is right. So cool. She's amazing. Um, she also handles our Twitter. Thank goodness. Because yeah. as, as cool as we are, we're nowhere near as cool as Dale. Um, not even close. Not even close. Um, thank goodness for that. That Dale is available to tweet for us. She tweets fun stuff. She does. A lot of times it's cat-based things if you like cats. Who, who doesn't like cats? Yeah, fair warning, about... everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you were concerned. Um, yeah, uh, but also just uh, cool game dev things. Um, fancy news stuff. Uh, fun, fun news about game dev. Yeah. You know, when you follow a lot of game developers, um, uh, both people you admire and people you know, yeah. and that becomes more and more of what your Twitter content yep. is, mm -hmm. it starts to become difficult to sort of curate. You miss a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. So I think what's great about following at Nice Games Club is you get a bunch of content you would be exposed to otherwise mm -hmm. if you, you know, have not fully, like, saturated your feed with game dev stuff. Yeah. But even if you have done that, like a lot of us have, it's curated in yeah. a way that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's whatever tickles Dale's fancy, but it's also, like, the most interesting stuff, the, like, the, the most unusual stuff. Yep. Um, and then a lot of cats as well. <laughs> right. Which is, like, the foundation for any Twitter diet. Right. Any, any responsible, healthy Twitter diet, the vast majority of what you should be consuming is cats. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Like, think of your food pyramid, vegetables uh, on the bottom. Yep. Think of your Twitter pyramid, cats on the bottom. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so if you need that, if you need that foundation, uh, at Nice Games Club on Twitter. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you want to hit the rhythm, it's going to happen actually a lot slower than what I have experienced in the fighting games that I have yeah, played. Yeah. Um, so if you want to keep the speed up to grab, you know, to make sure that you have that same feeling of being a fighting game, you've got to find a way to bridge that gap. And one way is, like Mark was saying, and is to, you know, let people hit the musical combos while they're moving. I think that makes sense. Another thing that popped to mind is like, what if you could store them? Like, mm. so you have your combo buttons or whatever that allow you to execute a musical phrase and then you have like an execution button that lets you like unleash that energy that you've stored oh. as part of like an attack oh and and you and you want to wait for the right beat right to hit it mm. right right so like the green you know like you've got a really awesome like blue combo that you've stored up and it was like to get it to get it you had to do like seven different notes across three different things or you know and then you've got and then you've got uh, maybe you have you have three measures to execute. Yeah, and you've right? got this little timer that's like going down. So you've got a, you've got a loaded pistol, and but, the other player knows it. Yep. Yeah. And so that it creates lots of tension. Yeah. But it doesn't speed up the game at all. Right. It still makes it exciting. Yeah. Well, it's speed. I mean, the execution has to still be really fast. It's yeah. like you're in the ring and you're waiting for that just opening where they just happen to turn like turn their body a little way, and you know you can get a really good body shot on. And you just unleash, yeah. right? You know that you're thinking, okay, I'm either gonna do a I'm gonna do a kick off my back leg next, or I'm gonna do um, I'm going to do like a turn kick 
or something, you know, like a yeah. jump kick. And then you have these two in your head because you're in a fight and you can't hold much more in your head. Mm. And then yeah. when the opportunity presents itself, you've got it ready to go. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's fighting games right there. Yeah. You know your opponent's options. So you play around those options in certain positions on the where you yeah. are on the map and stuff. Yep. Oh, and okay. So well, that idea of an execution is really great because you can you can commit to an attack, and 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 the the other player can either know it or get uh, tells that may be that or two other things perhaps. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have a few opportunities to use it, and so the so that you can faint. Mm-hmm. You can say, "I've got this thing. I might do it now." Oh wait, I'm going to wait a, a measure as the as they're. So there's a lot there's a lot of that reading the other player yeah. that I think that you really like in fighting can games. Can I can I just say how exciting it is to hear y'all talk about fighting game things like this? <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> I love it so much. Um yes, that's great. That's this great. is the most excited I've ever been about a fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a rhythm game. Yeah. Um Yeah, so there was one other idea I wanted yeah. to put on out there because yeah. I, I mentioned like, okay, this one's like a blue attack or whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be that you get additional power or you get the opportunity to do like a follow-up attack if, you, if like the blue attack is executed on beat three. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. like some other things you could play around yeah. with. You, you can have kind of a, a scrolling background that is sort of not a note chart exactly, but kind of like the, the ebb and flow of the, of the blue opportunities. Yeah. You know, to play that blue note, whatever. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And, and, and so, and they can, and they can, um, they could all be um, uh, sort of like parallax in a sense that like some come twice as often as others. Mm. Some are are a little swingy or they bounce. And so they don't, the pattern is a little bit different. And so the type of, of move you've got stored up, the opportunity, either it's a limited opportunity or it's limited and you ha- and you get better results if you l- match up to something. Mm. And for art direction, you could do that abstractly, you know, like sort of Tetris effect style. Yeah. Or it could be like part of the world, right? You yeah. could have a crowd of people doing the wave. Yeah. And you do it you you want to do the hit when on a beat where they're they're at their apex on your side of the screen. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, right? that'd be cool. I you know, the other thing too is like you can get really wild with the music, right? Like yeah. the composition. Cause so like the more the more complex you, know, you might start your game with some really like easy levels that only have a few different sounds and they only have a few different themes and a yep. few different tracks. Yep. But as the game advances, like if you're in your like single player mode or whatever, mm-hmm. you have these more and more complex tracks where there's just, there are more, you know, there's just more going on in the music. And so that means that the, the opportunities and the options that the players have, have increased. So I don't, that sounds really cool. Yeah, what was the harmonics game? It was either amplitude or frequency. I forget where you can switch, which instrument you're playing. Mm. That, like, um, it's sort of like Guitar Hero, but you sort of move on parallel tracks to decide which one you want to go for or whatever. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, so you could, something like that could work as well, where you could, um, like, as the music gets more complicated, this is what may think of it, is you can, you, can, you can switch from, you know, guitar to electric guitar. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, and the, 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 you know, you've got your uh, nylon string, a Spanish guitar, and that one is one where you hold down the button to yeah. play along. Uh-huh. And with the electric guitar, you want lots of power chords. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You hit the button, tap yeah. the button. Yeah. Um, so you can make it really expressive in the way that, that people play music mm. in a way that's different from how Guitar Hero does it, which is sort of mimicking the up and down on the, on the neck. Um, it can be, it could be really, it could be further abstracted from that and still feel like you're playing music. Yeah. And I think the best idea, Ellen, was yours about the like storing an attack because yeah. the, that way, because I think if you, if you, because how you actually have the audio mixed in with this is going to be a real big uh, deal. And I think yeah. what would be great is you do your attack, da, 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 uh-huh. and then you, then it's, sto- it's stored. Right. Maybe you can store up to two things or however, you know, it could be a complicated or simple. Sure. And then when you unleash it, then it plays back that. Yeah. Beat. So it's kind of like you made this and then released it and you're not having you don't have to hear it as you do it. Yeah. Which can be not as fun if you're also thinking about fighting. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure if I I'm not sure how I feel about that. Okay. Right, cuz you got to I no, this actually is an issue I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, but it mm-hmm. came it came at us at a at an angle. So okay. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> now I see it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when you press the button, what happens? You're playing a game. When right. you press a button, something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. Are you making a note? Is your character moving? Like the storing and attack idea, I think, has promise because I think it can help you play with the speed of the game in a way that needs to happen. But something still needs to happen 
when you yeah when you press, press a button. button for your own feedback as to how well you're doing, but also as a tell to the other player. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I was thinking of like the 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 uh, executing your move and the the and the unleashing of it once you after you've stored it. Mm-hmm. It feels it I, like a call and response. So it so you could maybe I don't know if you would hear a note, but like you'd see a visual pop or maybe hear a um. Uh, you'd hear the rhythm perhaps faintly. Yeah. Right. It's it sort of buried in the mix when you hit the button. So you still get all the feedback you need. Mm. Mm. And it's a preview of then that's the call and the response is then when you unleash it. And then it, that has, you know. Yeah. That can also tie into like the some patterns already long. And so you have to unleash them right away. Yeah. Because that way it sounds correct as a, as a, as a repeated phrase. Yeah. And others are more like riffy. And then you and you don't you only hear them every now and again. So yeah, you have a little bit longer yeah, time you, to unleash them again. You can play around with that kind of stuff. Like yeah. you, you know, you you put it in, you input something that sounds similar to like three different actions. And so the player is like, oh, which one of these things could it necessarily be? And they're you know, you're still trying to move around. You're still trying to do your own things. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily picking up on everything that they're putting down. Um, and so you you I guess you store in your head that these are the three actions that they could potentially be. Um, and you can play around with those. You expect those actions. You play around with those actions. Like, yes. Um, as an opponent, and if you do really well on your execution, and and maybe you don't know how well your attack is, yeah. until you unleash it, mm. so that when you you tap it out and you feel you did pretty well, and you get some feedback visually and 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 uh, orally, but then when you unleash it, then you hear how good it was. Mm. So maybe if you didn't do so great, it it drops a couple notes. It's always on the beat though, yeah. Because I think that's the key about it. As you start. F- fussing with this game is you learn start you don't want it to sound bad yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. the challenge so i think all the music needs to be in time right regardless of how good or bad you are at it yeah I um that. and that's partly a sort of a that's a ux thing mm. that, that may not play test well uh once people start because because you want if you want more of that direct feedback that means you also need some of those those wrong notes and bad timings mm-hmm. yeah and then well, then that actually is a negative experience, but is it a negative experience to a you know to an end? Yeah. So that's some tweaking kind of doing. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I like fighting games. Fighting game players, mm-hmm. um, myself included, uh, are really you know particular about making sure that their inputs don't get dropped. And so I think if like if they feel like they did an input correctly and it didn't come out correctly, they'll blame the game. Yeah. Um understandably so because i think like this is going to be kind of a precise sort of thing like if you're doing i mean i guess it depends on how i design how i design these rhythms um but if you're doing a rhythm and it feels like it's on beat and it's not on beat um it's not on beat according to the game then you know you're going to blame the game on it um and and you in order for me to determine how precise you were how close you were to the beat is going to require a lot of difficult code (laughs) i think yeah i I worry that the i worry that delaying the feedback of the power of the attack because we don't you know like the the amount of time that a player can store the the power of a sequence yeah yep is tbd right like it's probably varied because you know different sequences different power and maybe whatever so Mm -hmm. i i worry that if that that disconnect is maybe too great, but that's you have to play test the heck out of this. Yeah, game. I, my, well, the reason I suggested it, my instinct is is that it solves the problems you guys are talking about. And mm. that, mm. like, when you're playing and it's immediate and it drops and you don't realize it, like you you can blame the game, but yeah. like it's such a quick turnaround that you can you, you can fool yourself, right? Mm. And so if you bank it and then release it, you, you can have you can have a little bit more trust in it. And, and and then the but the main thing that I think is interesting about it is that it's a risk reward scenario. Oh, so I banked this attack. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm gonna go and unleash it. Okay. You know. Um. But I think yeah, you do still need that feedback as you as you do it. Yeah. Um. But I I think that I, I think what you want is you just want them to be easy. Like I think yeah. we're, we're probably yeah. still thinking about this the precision of a of a street fighter. Yeah. But like it could just be more tactical. Um, yeah. Or. or uh, yeah, so if you just do an input on the one and three, and then you mm-hmm. get something out of that. Yeah, and 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 certainly your aim of making it a a, a game that's easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. I mean, make all of these these inputs relatively simple, like yeah. you know, a, a easy mode of Guitar Hero, simple, mm-hmm. and then it's just a matter of like deciding when to use them and and the strategic uh, positioning and all of that stuff. And that could be where the mastery comes from. Less about the 
the, the getting the beats right could be just sort of the bare minimum and no one could get any better at it. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That's a possibility too. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I wanted players who were, it's not, this is a, like a separate goal, I suppose, but yeah. it's something that I would have liked to get to is like, I wanted players who were good at the rhythm aspect of it, but not necessarily good at the fighting game aspect mm. to be able to compete with somebody who's good at the fighting game aspect, but not necessarily good. at. Okay. So you rhythm. want a way to, to have, you want to find a way to even that out mechanically. Uh, well, somewhat anyways, I think a fighting game player is probably, I would like a fighting game player to be better at it than a rhythm game player, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I'm biased to prove a point. It's like, you're making this game for you. <laughs> strange um no, no i think i think my reasoning for that was mostly because like i think i want it to be a fighting game first and a rhythm game second mm-hmm. i want the rhythm game stuff to supplement the fighting game aspects of it okay um and make it more approachable but i still want it at its core to feel like a fighting game yeah um because i want like i ultimately i don't want fighting game players to suddenly like rhythm games i want rhythm game players to like this fighting game mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. um so, yeah. Yeah. Interrupts. Interrupts? Right? So, like, I'm starting to picture this. You've got this field, and you've got, like, your little players mm-hmm. running around, and I've got a trombone, and you've got a... What do you have? Saxophone? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, And I'm going, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to queue up an attack. I'm trying to store up a uh, move. Yeah. So, I'm making, like... Wah, 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 but I'm not able to completely execute it. And you're like chasing after me because you're trying to get me to like, you're trying to interrupt my ability to finish the sequence. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I can't even store the attack. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. even consider that, but that is a good point. I don't know. It just was a scenario that popped in my head. Well, I don't know why trombone was definitely there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there are situations, uh, there are certain characters in games where like you can store, you get like, uh, there's, you can do like an action that doesn't like give you attack the opponent i guess it doesn't attack mm-hmm. the opponent but it, like it stores you uh more resource so you can use that resource later um so actually a lot of times there's like a, a character who does like the drunk karate or whatever it is not drunk karate you know what i mean drunken boxing <laughs> not drunken boxing but they drink a lot and it's it's like it's based off of that um 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 oh my gosh it's fighting games. They drink. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah. The idea is that you're so like wobbly and and floppy that you become more flexible. Drunken master. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. can't think of any of the terms. Yeah. Um, it's like half real and half myth. Yeah, basically. Um, but like a lot of fighting game characters are based off of that idea, and so like they will have like a drunk meter, and they'll, they'll sometimes take a bit of time to drink, so they're better at fighting, <laughs> or they get access to more of their move set. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, and so like that can be an aspect of it. It's mm-hmm. like you have to take a risk to, you know, sip the drink. Um, mm-hmm. and as you're doing that, you're open to getting attacked. Um, so oftentimes you'll do that at the end of a combo or when somebody else is just like standing on the edge of the screen, not trying to fight yeah. to encourage them to engage with you. Um, this can be another method of doing that is like being able to store longer combos or something like that. Maybe you have to hit the one, the three, the five, the seven, um, in order to get this combo or something. Cause it's simpler. Um, and the player knows you're trying to do that so they can try to come up to you. But, you know, you're like, aha, I actually just went the one and three and then hit you with something. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, if the, the, the executions being longer yeah. means you can do more fake outs, yep. which is pretty interesting. Yep. But also, you can, the, the idea of, of blocks and interrupts, can, that can be a little bit of the balance. The, the, the really good rhythm player can get powerful moves at their disposal mm-hmm. by being really good at executing these these sequences. But the fighting game player can use simple moves to to stop that. Yes. And that you know what I mean? So it could be like fighting game knowledge can 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 be a, a bulwark against mm-hmm. rhythm game knowledge. Yeah. Right? So that would be a way to do it is yeah. make the 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 interrupts pretty simple if you kind of know how it works like how a fighting game works. Make it yeah. make that sort of easy, but then of course the consequence of not executing those things is that the rhythm game player has got something really you know huge in store for you. Yeah, if you don't you know react uh you know really quickly. Yeah, you know, read it, it well. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm the way I'm kind of imagining this. Um, is like you're effectively because now I'm thinking of my characters playing a saxophone. I don't know. I don't even play saxophone. That's my brother's instrument. Yeah. I play bass clarinet, which doesn't really go well with this kind of game. Hey, there's jazz clarinet. 
there is. Everything's jazz in my head right now, yeah, well, but yeah. Yes. But, um, I also but, feel like a bass clarinet is a better weapon. Oh, it absolutely is. It's oh, bigger. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a better weapon, but as a bludgeoning tool, not a... <laughs> he didn't play Barry sax, right? No, he just played regular sax. Oh, or yeah. alto sax, all regular sax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bass clarinet's definitely better. All right? Yes, that's, I agree. Yeah, take that, Charles. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I'm kind of imagining when you're doing inputs, effectively your player is like, you know, playing the music on their instrument. Yeah, that's... I was just, as you were saying mm-hmm. it, like, is it... Is it stylized and that you the 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 music you play has you moving around the field and and landing punches and kicks or yeah. or like you know shock waves or fireballs or is it you know people like blowing horns at each other? Yeah. Well, because I mean, it could that could work as the tell and maybe as the storage mechanism, right? Like you play the 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 music, um, and the player can see that and you can see that, and so that's the that's the method in which yeah that's the feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you're storing it, and maybe that's when you're doing that, it's not necessarily doing a drastic action. So even when you do the inputs correctly, you won't necessarily get that big input. But you do all that and then you store it. I don't know what, but I don't know some button you use to store that the whole sequence of inputs. Um, then you have that, and so I guess both players know that they, that that attack exists, that full attack. But then when you unleash it, it's a fireball or yeah. dragon punch or something. Um, potentially. You know, this, I think this may work where you can, you can execute a move mm-hmm. in real time mm-hmm. and the music plays along. Yeah. Or you can, uh, you know, uh, put, you know, attach your Walkman or whatever yeah. <laughs> to record it for later. Yeah. Or yeah. something. So by by holding down a trigger yeah. button or something, yeah. so maybe you could be both ways. Oh, sure, okay. And so that could be some of the strategy as well. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. st- storing it gives it more power and gives you more options and more choices. Yeah. But you know, enemies coming right at you, you gotta you know you gotta play the fourth, the fifth. Well, I, I mean, a lot of the, the, I think the benefit of storing it is that you have that action as maybe an instant input later. Yes, right, right, yes. right. yeah. Um, that could just it doesn't even necessarily have to do more damage or anything like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe this that that's those options, the strategic options might be enough. Yeah. yeah. So this is a two D map, right? We're yes. not jumping around. Uh, you, well, I mean, in traditional fighting games, you do there are jumps, but right. in this game, I guess not. I didn't opt for that in Rhythm Rumble because I couldn't figure out how to do jumps while you're on the beat. And yeah, for sure. No, I yeah. I guess I've been I've been like envisioning this as I guess it's two D whatever. Okay, so it's two D no matter what, but like you're yeah. not jumping over each other; you are yes. moving around each other. Uh. Oh, oh! You mean as in uh, mm, platformer versus top down? Well, I get no. I guess I, I kind of virtual fighter style. I have been. Yeah, you're always 3D. facing your opponent, but you're you're kind of that's a yeah that's that's a three D fighter. Okay, I guess I've been. I'm not using the right words. <laughs> I've been, okay. I've been like like the board is two D. I guess yeah. the things I've been viewing it like I've been picturing it like an isometric kind of view. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, that is not what I was picturing. Uh, like okay. I'm, I'm picturing, yeah. I guess. Like a, a Street Fighter. Yeah. Okay. I think I would argue there's probably lots of great reasons to have. I think I would argue there's probably lots of great reasons to have it in all sorts of different mm-hmm. presentation styles. But right. I think as yeah. a fighting game, you kind of want to stick. That being so cliche for for that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Plain. That being said, just so like, you're not challenging. You're not challenging with too many differences. Yeah. Um, no, it's okay. I'm glad we. I'm glad I asked. We can cut some of that nonsense that came out of my mouth. No, no, like, that's good. That's a good part of the discussion. So I think what you were getting at is players that, like have a, re- a strategic reason to move behind or in front to pass them. Right, so you could do a kind of a foreground background, yeah, uh, without having to be fully, you know, isometric. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense to do oh, it. foreground background stuff. Well, especially yeah. if if the if the moves are going to take a while, maybe a lot of the game is is like you know, uh, uh, dancing around like Ali, not throwing the punch yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think that's I th- I mean I think that's engaging. I guess. Um, that, yeah, that could work, but I'm... Right, that wasn't recon- what you were thinking? Well, no, it is what I was thinking, but now I'm reconfiguring my brain to be more of what Stephen was just describing. Yeah. Right? So, and that, yeah, that makes it make sense, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole, you know, when you're in the neutral um, stage of a fighting game, you're basically just moving around. There's not, there's punches happening, but none of them are connecting mm-hmm. until somebody makes a mistake, gets too close, or gets too far, uh, overcommits, or whatever. 
Um, so I guess like that that aspect of that is still all in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I'm just picturing one of the sides of the screen being someone with a trombone who's like bringing it up to their face and then dropping it down <laughs> and like getting ready to blow a horn and then like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel yep. like this game you should you should have a microphone attachment. Uh-huh. You should just be able to all your all your yeah. moves. Oh yeah, that's great. Actually, I love that. That's that's wonderful. Um, You'd have tournaments where people just play with their hands behind their back. <laughs> that's that's the perfect pitch. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> expansion. I mean, that's that's oh a, 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 a method of accessibility too. If everybody can play it, you know, buttons or with yeah. Voices. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Not, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to give up. The, I wouldn't want to give up the joystick. I don't think. Or the oh, D-pad. yeah. Well, yeah. You'd still need to be able to move. Yeah, you don't want it to be dive kick, right? Right. It's, no, it's, it's not too simple. Yeah. I, so I think the. I think before we close out, I mm. think I want to talk more about like the visual presentation. Oh yeah. And what you're thinking, and uh, describe the first version of R- Rhythm Rumble. Like, you know, what were were people blowing horns at each other, or were they hitting themselves <laughs> over the face? Um. So uh, some of the characters had instruments, some of the characters did not. Um, a lot of them, so it was based off of different genres of music. Mm-hmm. And actually my initial idea for Rhythm Rumble was supposed to be, it was different dance styles and not genres of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I moved away from that. And I don't remember when I did that or why I did that. I just did. Um, I think what I would like to do for this game um, is I would like to shrink the scope of genres of music to be something more specific yeah. than just any genre of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want it to just be hip hop versus country. I want it to be like, right. just like, like second wave ska, third wave ska. <laughs> yeah. Really small scope. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that. But everything's ska. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Uh huh. You don't want to confuse people. <laughs> We're not doing ska. Okay. Not ska fighter. <laughs> That's another game. Um, um, so the, um, the style, the visual style, I think was part uh, due to the artist because, um, mm-hmm. you know, she was great. It was, they were all kind of based off of, it was like a cartoony style based off of some, like an amalgamation of a bunch of artists in that genre of music. Yeah. Um, and they were, all of the stages were like based off of, not iconic, but like when you think of this style of music, this is kind of the visual you think of, mm. but like cartoony. Yeah. Um. So, like, it all blended together in a way that worked. But, like, I don't think we had, like, it, it wasn't a necessarily um, a particular reason why we went with this style aside from the, the, the artist's direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as I am not an artist drawer, um, I, can't, <laughs> I can't explain the reasons yeah. why, why that was the way that we went in that direction. So, so you're still not answering my question, though. Okay. Is, like, what did, the, what did an attack look like? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, most of the times it was just like actual punches and stuff. Okay. Um, there wasn't like some. Well, sometimes it was like, uh, there was like a classical character and she would like conduct a thing and then a fireball come out. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it was like you know they do an actual punch or shoulder bash or whatever. Yeah. Is that is that that's more your thinking like going forward? Um, I don't know. I guess I could go either way. The way we were talking, it may, about it's it, really going to make a difference for how like. Um, spacing works right yeah. and how that if because you know if it is if it is sort of like conducting or blowing a horn and then like a fireball comes out or a mm-hmm. shockwave or something mm-hmm. if that was that would be an interesting choice for all the attacks right yeah so it's, it's it's things coming out of your instrument yeah but if it was more like you play a piece of music that inspires the character to do a thing yeah and it could be a roundhouse kick yeah like that is also pretty good yeah i, I think you probably want to come down really hard on something Yes. Right. Um. So one, uh, one fighting game that I am a big fan of is Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. And every the like the gimmick, I guess, not really a gimmick. Every character has a weapon. Yeah. Um. And one thing I really like about the way that Soul Calibur works is that like you can tell, generally speaking, the range in which uh, a character is going to be able to hit stuff because of the weapon that they're using. Like if they're using a short sword, they can't hit as far as somebody using a staff. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, I think I would kind of like it to be. That way too, where like the size of your instrument um determines your range. Like if you're using a flute, you don't have as much range, but you're faster. Yeah. Um, versus uh the bass clarinet, um, which would be the best weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Big old double bass, you can hit all the way across the screen. Yeah. But it goes like boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you hit real hard or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so I think I I guess I I'm kind of leaning towards that instruments dictating how the attacks visually would come out yeah mm-hmm. um 
I mean, but what does that mean, right? If you're playing a double bass, like you're moving slow and you're doing the, I don't know, do 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 do, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on the design. Like I can't admit, I can't wait till I'm in the design room with a bunch of people, and we're all just making a bunch of random noises. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. Um, But like, yeah, when you're doing that on the double bass, like, how does that visually come out? Like, is a punch, like spirit punch, come out? Like, what is that? Or like, are you actively slamming the double bass onto the player or to your opponent, or like what? I don't know. I mean. You could there's a there's a lot of metaphors you could use. Yeah, I mean it could be the the there are musicians on stage mm-hmm. and they control rock'em sock'em robots. Oh, okay. So it's the musicians don't attack each other with their instruments. Yeah, but they play things that are like instructions to a robot. Oh, that does the fighting. That's interesting, right? Okay. Like I, I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but that's yeah. another way to approach the metaphor. Sure. Uh, of it. Yeah. Um, and then that gives you a lot of options for like having sort of metaphors mm. for each. Uh, attack right yeah. so you don't necessarily have to think of like how is this person going to play this thing on the keytar but also it feels like a fast movement so they need to whip it around yeah then you can't see them play it it's yeah like you, know, you don't have to worry as much about that necessarily okay um but That's you know option. but you know it, it all gets to the overall theming yeah and sort of narrative of it right it'll It'll sink or swim for a game like this. Yeah, I think the concept is so strong, but I think people have to like fall in love with some characters yep. or like the absurdity of the world. Yep, the sort of a narrative hooks in there that are, that feel that it's not just um, a Mad Magazine kind of approach to genres or music. Yeah, but it has its own distinct style and, and aesthetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. you don't need to you don't need an artist on board yet to determine that you can. Mm-hmm. A lot of it can be conceptual. Yeah, um, but I think that's probably the next step for you. Yes, because the next because. The thing that you want is you want to start making decisions which start to constrain you. Yep. Um, so you can start making decisions on it because there's a lot of good ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to come back to this when I uh, eventually get back to Rhythm Rumble. Mm-hmm. Sledgehammer ride first, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. For show notes on today's topic, go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on Twitter at Nice Games Club, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and loot first in Monster Hunter. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, we like hearing from you, so tweet back or email us. Contact at NiceGamesClub. Nice Games Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff. Sign up at patreon.com slash NiceGamesClub. And if you want to keep things more casual, just stop by NiceGames.Club slash Discord and say hello. Next week, we'll be looking at bug tracking and triage and cameras. Oh, my. But that's <laughs> it for this week. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Um, okay, so we've got, well, there's a couple of things left in the meta that we want to talk about, yes? Uh, yeah, just games we've been playing. I mean, we're really stalling at this point. But <laughs> nice, I, nice thinkings are a good type of episode where we can kind of goof off at the top of the show. Yeah, sure. Because we, we can fill as much or as little of the time as we like. We never goof off. A little behind the scenes for folks. <laughs> yeah.